Nutmeg Radio. So welcome back to Nutmeg Radio. Today we have Emma Peters from Aleph Beauty come to join us to talk about her natural skin range. So welcome, Emma. Uh, one thing we always thank ask you. our guests, thank you for being here, um, is if you were a food or a flavor <coughs> right now, what would you be in this moment? Right now, right well, in this moment, I would have to say coffee because I, I mean, I'm I'm drinking my coffee and it's probably clouding everything else. But once I get the coffee in, then I can start the day. So, um, yeah, coffee's always my morning vibe. Yeah, I'm very jealous of that. I stopped drinking coffee a couple of years ago, mm. and it's still something to this day that I miss. <laughs> So I'll sit here and I curiously drink your coffee through you. <laughs> I have I have researched and looked into every possible which way I can keep drinking coffee, and and um, I, I've been through that too, trying to trying to give up coffee, and um, I just can't. I I love it too much, and I use it as my morning fasting tool to get me through to lunchtime, and so I make sure the coffee's clean and. Um, do it bulletproof style so it gives me energy but it still keeps me in fasting mode so and easier on ticking the- all those boxes and i'm the the difference for me between getting a random coffee anywhere um out at a cafe and and knowing the type of coffee coffee that i've got is clean is nine day difference if i if i went to get coffee from a in big chain brand you know, I notice the difference it just buzzes my brain and it it's overwhelming overloading and I start to go a little bit a little bit funny in the brain so I I think it's a lot of it has to do with the the coffee itself as the like the type of coffee and how it's produced and how it's stored and how it's um you know the whole process as opposed to is it coffee or is it not coffee mm. and I mean that's like everything right yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a case of is it this or that it's not as black and white as that it's okay how is that thing treated and how is it processed how is it produced and how is it sold which intention perfectly leaves leads us into like your <laughs> your company your business Olaf. you know um because i would say that the same could be said with makeup, like I, you know, I reached out to you because uh, Lauren and I both came across Olive. What it was just at the beginning of January, right? Beginning of the year, fresh start to the year, new makeup. Um, and both of us had been looking for natural makeup for quite a while, and with not a lot of success of like stuff mm-hmm. that would actually work. Mm-hmm. You know, like you actually looks good. Um, yep. and yeah, we found it, and it's been just a real good time like I really enjoy the consistency of it I really enjoy that it still looks natural like I have freckles and I really enjoy like my freckles still being able to be seen and not being like completely covered up you know it's like more of a veil Mm. and yeah everything about it it just feels nourishing to the skin which is why Mm. you know like it encourages me to wear it more which is great which I I said to you because Mm. I do a lot of like on-camera stuff 
social media and all of that sort of stuff. And it like gives me just a little bit more pep in my step to kind of show up in that way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, absolutely. What I mean, what you've just said is base is is what Aleph is based around. It's um, we. I I mean, I'm the founder of the brand, and I have created everything from the ground up. Um, put all of put it's my knowledge it's my it's my experience it's my um tactile feeling and testing and and trial into every single product so i know that when it goes on the skin it does all that um and what i wanted to do was produce a product that's going to help people feel like the best possible version of themselves um and not like they've painted a mask of somebody else's face onto their own um and but but in that also giving people the choice to be able to create whatever they want with a small range of product and so that means that um that on any given day you can change the texture tone finish of your skin depending on how you're feeling and i mean we we go through changes all the time not only from different times in our lives but from season to season even sometimes from day to day our skin can look a completely different shade it can it can feel completely different. It can be dehydrated. It can be oily. It, it, there are so many factors that play into it. Environmental, hormonal, um, the amount of stress you're going through, um, so many different things play into what our skin is doing. And so having the ability to adjust our makeup to suit our skin on any given day is is amazing. Instead of having to all of a sudden fine you've got dry skin and uh, my my makeup is for oily skin or my makeup's from normal skin I'm going to need to find a dry skin formulation or um oh I'm a little bit more tanned than I normally am therefore I need to go out and figure out what that new color is and buy that new color and it's going to sit there it's going to work for a week and then go back to the back of the drawer again um so what I wanted to do was create a really concise condensed small range of products that were highly versatile and infinitely customizable um and this comes back to my makeup artist background i started doing makeup um decades ago <laughs> i won't say how many decades but but it was, it was more than one and probably more than two um and um back then there, there weren't the screeds of makeup shops around um so when i wanted to create a look um especially in new zealand um i've, I've worked across new zealand and, and canada but um you know, there, there wasn't a lot available to play with. So when I wanted to create a look, I'd figure out what I wanted to create on my model or actor and I uh, and I would put together the texture and I would mix this and a bit of that and, and bring in some of this and some of that. And it was really creative and I loved it. And as years went on and makeup stores started to grow and you'd go in and there's wall-to-wall makeup, it became less about what do I want to create? It became more about, Oh, I need to use that new shade of red, or um, best use that that new trendy texture. Or um, it was more about product. It was more product based than than creativity based. So, over the years of of doing my job as a makeup artist, I always found that I went back to a, a few core products that had the most versatile textures, or that that I could combine to create what I wanted, or um even color wise there there is a certain sweet spot that you can hit that a shade is going to suit everyone and so that's what i wanted to do um especially in creating my colors like my cheek lip tints was i wanted to hit that sweet spot 
so that the shade will, will suit everyone and that the customer can just have a look at the colors and vibe with, go, go to the one that they vibe with um, as opposed to going, oh, I don't know what's going to suit me, I'm out, you know. Um, so it, it gives the customer a lot more choice because they already know that it's going to suit them. And then it means that they can pick up what, what they, what they really like and wear it confidently. Um, what was the question? <laughs> Basically that. <laughs> it's amazing. I love the product for that reason. Cause I have been on a hunt to try and find makeup that matches my inside to pull it on the outside. And I was struggling and, it's all, I mean, we always talk about the art of surrender and it's kind of, you get the breakthrough when you surrender. And in a funny way, mm-hmm. I went into the big chain makeup stores here and I talked to a girl and I was like, I just, cause I didn't know about your brand at this point. And I was like, I just really mm-hmm. want a minimalist range. I want your brand. Basically I want your offer. Mm-hmm. And the girl just took me around to this brand and that brand and this and that. And then I was like, yeah, but you're not actually understanding the brief. Like there's still a lot of stuff in here that I don't want to be putting on my face. So I just walked out and kind of felt defeated. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like I just either have to sign into this and just deal with that or I don't know. And then Nadia and I were going for a walk and she was like, oh, pop in here. There's a really nice like little makeup range in here. And it was like the week following my surrender of like makeup. Uh-huh. And then I it's found range, and I was like obsessed straight away. And now it's amazing because I love so much the like concealer foundation because you can turn that into like a tinted moisturizer with your serum. Then you can load it up to make it more of a foundation and then use the concealer mm-hmm. aspect of it. And then having like a couple of the different colors to tweak. It's just being a creative person myself. I just find so much enjoyment, like mixing it and like creating the right kind of patterns and tones and yeah, building it up or just keeping it casual. And a, like a lot of people have been like, wow, your makeup's really nice. Like, what is that? So I feel like I'm out here like a little <laughs> silent spokesperson for you throwing everybody your way. Yay, yay. Well, that that's absolutely how I wanted people to feel. Give I want, I want you to have control back over what you put on your face, not not only in, in product product-wise, but in ingredients wise mm. <clears throat> because as you will have found um greenwashing is rife and nobody even really knows what greenwashing is because um you look at a lot of the big big brands clean brands um and do a bit of a deep dive and it's really subjective as to what clean means mm-hmm. um and to me clean means clean clean means no silicones no microplastics no toxic um, chemicals one nothing that is going to build up in the system to affect your hormonal system um uh basically if there's a question about it it's a no-go um so we keep everything natural it's it's almost 100 percent natural there's a couple of um a couple of dyes in some of the color, uh, some of the shades of cheek lip tint just to get a little bit of pop of color but the dyes themselves have have benefits against some of the um um natural pigments too because the way up with the dyes is that they are very low in heavy metals um natural pigments are low in heavy metals too but they they 
still contain them. So you know, it's it's a way up, and and um, but that's that's the little slice of the not naturalness in them. Um, otherwise, everything is completely natural. And I wanted to go a little bit further than just removing anything that was not good for the skin. Um, we're wearing makeup over a large portion of our skin, and it's day in day out. You know, it's it's not um, not put on once and then it's gone. It's there for the whole day. So why not make it really good for your skin, and why not make it work for you and improve your skin over time? And so what I started to do when I was formulating the products um, and really investigating ingredients and all the cool natural science-based ingredients out there, it's it's quite exciting. I wanted to um, infuse all the products with the ingredients that do to the skin over time what the makeup is doing in the moment. So you, mm-hmm. you use makeup to even out the skin tone and give you a nice fresh-looking face. It basically improves the look of your skin. Um, and I wanted that to happen over the long term as well. And so with concealer foundation, um, not only does it even out your skin tone in the moment, um, it blurs a little bit of fine lines and wrinkles because there's a um, there's a couple of beautiful cellulose powders and some silica in there to help blur uh, fine lines and wrinkles. Um, I've got an ingredient or a couple of ingredients in there that will do that over time as well. Um, same with our prep finish powder. Um, a powder is a powder normally. It's just it just has a function of mattifying the skin. But I wanted it to first of all do a double double duty in the moment, which is prep or finish the face. So you can use it as a primer as well as a finishing powder. Um, great great eye primer, lip primer as well. Um, I also wanted it to have those properties of mattifying the skin over time. So the more you wear it, the more it works for you. It has a, um, a combination of ingredients in there that have been put together to, um, well, actually, sorry, this particular combination um, has been put together to uh, protect the skin against environmental pollutants and blue light. So that that's actually a, a whole other separate bonus. But um, mm-hmm. it has one particular ingredient in there that helps to minimize the appearance of pore size over time and helps regulate sebum production. So it is mattifying over the long term as well. So not only are all the products um, doing a multi-use aspect in the moment, concealer foundation, cheek lip tint, prep finish powder, um, they're also doing the job of makeup and the job of skincare over the long term. So the aim is to give the wearer the choice as to whether they wear more or less makeup ongoing. So if your skin is looking really amazing, you you can totally pare back on your makeup. Or you can wear more makeup if you choose to, you know, if you want a um, more of an intense look, um, then you can layer your products to get that intensity. But if your skin is looking amazing, you might want to pare right back and just focus on um, a couple of highlights or a little bit of cheek color. Um, so it's all about choice and it's all about um, taking the power back to be able to create for yourself and be able to wear makeup the way you want to wear it. Mm. Yeah, because I think, you know, as time has gone on and I've, you know, we were talking about this morning, the whole <clears throat> coffee debacle of like, do you coffee, do you not coffee? Mm. And as I've done more work on myself, my system has, I feel amazing. And my mm. system is far more sensitive. I know that Lauren can definitely mm-hmm. agree with on this one. It's like, mm-hmm. I can, 
I can feel normal makeup now or like non-green or however you mm. want to look at it before on my skin before I even touch it like the smell of it everything it almost like it's just like I can feel my body almost rejecting it and I think that's the beauty is like you kind of get into a space where you're like okay I feel incredible in my being I love like you know what I do on a daily basis like my energy is always good all of that sort of stuff I feel incredible and but I still want to like be able to like have a bit of a funky look when I want to and get all pretty and all of that sort of stuff so it kind of gives you know we don't have to necessarily go down the path of unless you know people can obviously have this and be completely happy with it but it just wasn't my look where you know it's like the complete like happy where you don't do anything um to the external because something that I've really seen is that something that I think is a little bit overlooked within the spiritual community is that your outside appearance is actually really important. And if you're not portraying yourself in a way that is reflective of what's happening on your inside, then you're kind of missing a big piece there. That's going to add so much juice to your life. Yeah. So absolutely. And enjoy about this is like, I can feel it's good for my skin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to, to being feeling like the best possible version of yourself and um and that that is expressed outwardly as well um uh, yeah and it it, your makeup's an extension of your wardrobe it's an extension of your creativity and it's also it's an extension of you um i think we can all agree that none of us are wearing makeup for anybody else um we're wearing it for ourselves because it's how it makes ourselves for me it's how it makes me feel I enjoy to feel feeling put together I enjoy feeling elevated I enjoy when um, I'm wearing a particular lip color it just it you know I mean we could even look into it in terms of color therapy you know colors Mm -hmm. do affect us um, mentally and emotionally so it's and just having the creativity to be able to change that look from day to day too is is really important for me Mm. I agree. How did you get on the path of actually figuring out scientifically <laughs> what is going to, like, obviously you've been in this industry for so long, so you've got a bit of an understanding, but I think there's a complete, like, another switch that happens when you step into being a creator maker from, like, the baseline. How how mm. did you figure that out? Because that is, like, mind-blowing. I mean, it's cool. We're all entrepreneurs. We've all started out. We're you know, we're businesswomen, so we get it, but it's like a whole other thing when you pull science and chemicals. Yeah. Well, it it is interesting because I never set out to, um, you know, science wasn't my strongest subject at school. Um, But I came about it more from um, the holistic well-being nutrition um, realm. I, for as long as I can remember, have been really interested in nutrition, how we feed our bodies, how we nourish ourselves, um, ancient tradition, traditional diets, um, spent a lot of time deep diving into that. Um, then I went and studied yoga and, um, and became um, a qualified yoga instructor. This is many years ago and <laughs> I haven't had much time to, <laughs> to teach anything since, but, um, but really love the holistic wellness realm and so I was deep diving into okay what's going in our food 
what are we eating? What shouldn't we be eating? So inevitably I'm sitting there with clients, actors, um, models in my chair and we're having discussions about, okay, so what they're asking me what the best diet stream is or what, what, what we should be avoiding in our, in our diet. And then it became really obvious to me that what I was putting on their skin was completely um, opposed to what I was talking about in the dietary world. So um, I've started investigating, okay, well, what are the options? And this is going back, you know, 15 or so years ago um, when there was a little bit, the beginnings of natural skincare coming out. Um, and so I was deep diving into what was in skincare. And then I started to research what was going into makeup. And back then there really wasn't a lot of clean makeup around. Um, but what I did do was start to find, uh, and what there was didn't work. <laughs> like if there was, it didn't work. It was at a, at a hippie shop <laughs> that was in the back of the store and it was all dusty and it was disgusting and it was just green eye <laughs> eyeliners. And, um, and um, so I started to collect bits and pieces um, as I'd find them of products that had a clean enough ingredients list and that worked as well as I wanted them to as a makeup artist. So started to put them into my kit and that led me to putting together an online retail store where, where um, I, so I had a clean beauty online store for yeah probably about 10 years um, selling curated bits and pieces. I wouldn't necessarily bring in a whole range from a company because it wasn't the whole range that I thought worked it would be a few bits and pieces from the range because it still had to tick the boxes of being um clean and and working and so that was those were my top two criteria and as I went through it I started to uh, there was a lot a lot that was at odds um so I would find a, a range of organic makeup that worked okay enough um but it was all housed in plastic containers and so for me, it was like, what? So you've got an organic product in a plastic container, potentially the container leaching into the product. Then regardless of that happening, you can't undo the container to be able to clean it out, to recycle the plastic container. Therefore, it all ends up in the landfill, therefore polluting the earth. So what's the point of being organic again? <laughs> um, and it was just like, ah, and then I would also see brands that this was back when cruelty free was a big thing, you know, that it, it was unusual and it was huge and it was very trendy. Like, yay, we're cruelty free. So I'd look into this brand. Okay. So you're cruelty free to animals, but you're packed full of highly toxic ingredients to humans. How is that cruelty free? It's not cruelty free at all. Um, and so, uh, what I wanted to do with um, Aleph, which before I even called it Aleph, um, tell you about how I came to that name in a minute, um, was um, was produce something that was true, truly people, planet, and animal friendly. Because there's no point in going down one path when you're letting the other two, or even one of one out of the three, down. You can't you can't have something um, that that is just people and planet friendly not animal friendly or animal and planet friendly but not people friendly you know you let one down and the whole lot crumbles and so it's re it was really important to me to tick all the boxes of being people planet and animal friendly and so that's that's 
where I was going with um, with Aleph. And then, of course, when I was naming the brand, I um, was looking for something that meant oneness. I wanted it to be truly holistic oneness. Um, and Aleph is the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it's got a deeper and broader meaning than one. It's got, it's, it's got a vibration of um, divine oneness. So that's where I landed with, with naming the brand um, because it is a, it, it's not something that rolls off of our tongue in New Zealand, but, um, but um, yeah, it's a beautiful word. It's got, it's got a beautiful vibration. Absolutely. Um, but coming back to the science. Um, so yeah, the, I mean that the, the, how I ended up looking at looking into the scientific um, side of things was just really deep diving into First of all, what was in food? Okay, how can I translate that to to um, skincare? Then then translating it to makeup, and then um, just consuming as much information as I could. Um, um, formulation courses, and um, and then when I did decide on putting the products together, I hired some chemists to work with, and so we operate a lot differently to what I've now found everybody else. <laughs> um, so typically a, um, it, it, it is not hard to go to a um, manufacturing facility who has um, in-house chemists and say, I want this product. It's all written down on a form. Give me a product that does this and that has these qualities. And, Boom, they go away, they make it, and they give you a couple of iterations, and then that's that. Um, it was not going to be possible for me because I need to know exactly what's going in and why from every for every ingredient. And then every stage of, uh, of it, I wanted to feel it on my face. I wanted to try it on people. I want to experience it. So makeup's a lot different to um, to just skincare, for instance. Um, makeup has to do so many things. Not only does it have to um, look good, it has to sit well on the face and it has to last well on the face and it's got to, you know, blend and do everything that makeup needs to do. Um, so the whole process was me being involved with every single aspect of every single product for the duration until we reach the um, reach something that has been then tested on me on on me using it in the field on our team um of highly different skin t types and um and people with different criteria in in their makeup so we've it's it's tested in the field um as as opposed to just on paper <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds like you have literally you were making it by hand at one point like it's You've literally created it from scratch. Yeah, formulating, formulating by hand, um, for sure, and um, and very, very, very hands on. <laughs> um, and and a few of the products have taken quite some time. Um, you know, our mascara took two years of um, of iterations because how hard is it to find a natural mascara that works? Um, it's it's actually quite impossible, let alone a, a natural clean mascara that is microplastic free. 
So for the most part, um, finding a natural mascara is not hard. Um, even one that 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 functions okay is you know you, the, there are some out there. But then digging deep into the ingredients list, you'll find that they're full of microplastics. Even if they do say clean um, and natural, they'll um, they'll have microplastics in them. So different to the microbead that we've all ejected from the industry microplastics are a liquid form of plastic um, so they're plasticizers it's what's going to keep the keep mascara on the lashes set basically a plastic coating that they, then you wash off and down the drain i wanted to do our mascara without microplastic and none of our products have any form of microplastics in them we're actually certified microplastic free um, as well so yeah, took two years to come up with something that that worked as well as I wanted it to, looked as good as I wanted it to, had the function that I wanted it to, and ticked all the boxes for everybody on the team because we have many different people with many different, um, you know, levels of smudging or you know people who normally experience flaking. Mascara is quite a different. Um, product and that it is very individual for everyone um, because we're all chemically made up of different different oils in our skin um, the interaction with our own natural oils and our products can be different for everyone so um, we landed on um, our mascara after two years of <laughs> formulating um, and it is something that is super super popular i actually haven't tried the mascara yet but i do ah. because yeah literally i that's one thing the one makeup item that i was like well i just mm. can't find like you say mm. like mascara is actually a hard one to begin with because <clears throat> some people find ones that are like amazing and for me they just don't really work and it's like just a real mm. delicate balance of finding the right one so i look forward to trying that. it really is an individual um it's such an individual thing and if you have the opportunity to try it at a, at a retailer they should have some disposable wands um for hygiene reasons give yeah go in without mascara and give it a try and see how it works for you but um but we we all love it and um and it it is definitely a deeper richer black than most out there and the added bonus is that it acts to lift and lengthen the lashes in the moment, but it also does this over time as well because there's a couple of peptides in there to help condition and nourish the lashes and also to help prevent hair fall. So it gives the, the hair a better chance at staying there longer and growing, um, growing longer. Amazing. What would you say your favorite product is of your line? What is the one that you, if you just had to take one with you on a holiday, what would that one be? Be my, be my mascara. Yep. But the the beauty is, is that they're so small. You don't have to choose one. You can take, <laughs> I would take three. I would, I definitely take carry three um, with me. And that is my concealer foundation, my um, a, a cheek lip tint. Um, and my my go-to is grounded. It's a I very I'm obsessed. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> neutral shade that just works. It, it works on eyes, it works on lips, it works on cheeks. Um, and the other 
thing I love about it is that you can mix grounded with any of the other cheek lip tint to neutralize them to give you a, a really beautiful bespoke nude shade. So even if you're mixing it with Sangha, which is our um, intense red, you can create a, a nudified version of it. So something that is a little bit more muted and paired back, but it creates a beautiful tone. And so that's the beauty with it, with it all. You've got infinite possibilities of created, creating whatever you want um, and experimenting. And because it's makeup, because it washes off, you can't go wrong. So you can keep creating without worrying, oh, am I doing this right? Or, you know, it's just, it's it's a creative process. Yeah. yeah it's, the brushes as well. Yeah, everything is really cool. Have you noticed, um, I guess, like a growth in this market in the last sort of year or so? Or have you, yeah, I'm intrigued to see if your kind of like sales or your business side is starting to reflect, I guess, like a shift in consciousness and like awareness around this space. Mm, I think there's definitely been an amazing shift in consciousness and, um, and people are becoming more aware of what they're putting on their skin. They're still, they still have the wool pulled over their eyes a little bit, I think. So this is this, um, you know, if we're, we're tearing through that, which is great. Um, yes. So since COVID, definitely a people are looking for products that are going to nourish them more than not. Um, and um, yes, yeah, so I definitely think there is, there's been a huge um, shift. So let's keep going. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, I kind of notice it with, um, I do sometimes for my TikTok, like little get ready with me ones where you're oh, yeah. kind of like doing your makeup and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, because I'd seen other people doing it and there's something really mesmerizing about watching a woman do mm-hmm. her makeup. Like I remember being on the tubes in London and like there would always be women doing their makeup and you just couldn't stop watching it no matter what they were doing because everyone mm-hmm. has like their own particular mm-hmm. style of doing things. But what I started to notice was that when I saw other people doing them, it was obviously all like I could just tell by like the packaging and all of that sort of stuff that they were using. It's all that kind of highly, um, highly kind of toxic, your normal, you know, Maybelline. I mean, not to throw Maybelline under the bus, but all of that kind of um, stuff that you could see that they're using. The conventional stuff. The conventional <laughs> stuff. The conventional stuff. And um I it, it's all a similar look too. Like everyone has mm. like like obviously there are trends that happen, but it's like everyone's kind of using the same products. Everyone's doing the same like makeup look, and for the most part, it's quite almost like quite a heavy look. And I guess because mine is quite pared back, like I use grounded and I use it on my cheeks and I use it on my eyelids, and it's like it's just such a soft, like lovely look. And I've had so many people comment like, "Oh, it's such a like I love your makeup, like it's so soft and feminine and beautiful." I'm like, "Thank you," <laughs> and it's nourishing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I think a nice um, change of gear as well to kind of like again like be stepping people back into like a more of their own look you know a natural mm-hmm. you can like hype it up and go for like mm-hmm. something that's a little bit more intense if you want to but I think most mm-hmm. people are going to in their every day are going to be wanting something that is I want to say the word approachable absolutely yeah you know yeah. Like and something um, a little bit unapproachable about a face that's like heavily made up to the point that you wouldn't actually know what the person looked like who's underneath that's right 
And I mean, that's, that's why kids are scared of clowns, right? (laughs) (laughs) Who's behind that? Because if you can't, if it, we as people need to be able to read the person in front of us. And if somebody is hidden behind a mask, it's very hard to do that. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, just, just being transparent with your makeup kind of, so to speak, so that, that you are presenting the best version of yourself and not someone else. Um, I think it's really important. And I mean, again, everybody's individual. If you want to wear a mask for a day and, and, and put on someone else's face, then it's all good. Um, but yeah, just giving people the choice to be able to show up as the best version of themselves. Yeah. Cause it certainly wasn't the narrative when like we were growing up, you know, it was like makeup was about like covering and like almost changing your look in a way. Like it was very mm-hmm. much like a, it was that masked look. So I think it will be interesting to see what ha- what's happening for, you know, the gen- mm-hmm. generations that are coming up through the ranks, I guess you could say now, mm-hmm. and whether they will start to look at things differently. Because I think as women, we've just been programmed in so many different ways to mm-hmm. try and look a certain way which has kind of defeated the purpose and Mm. yeah, now seeing like, Oh, okay. Well, who am I? Like, how do I want to present to the world Mm. just as me? What does that actually look like Mm. without any like external interference of what I should be doing? Yeah, exactly. I think it's, I think it's all going to be um, sort of anything goes and people will be taking back, um, their their creativity in in any given moment you know being able to wear the the boldest of color or whether it's a big patch of glitter on on the side of their face or whether it's uh whether it's something really understated and and muted you know um i i do think people are going to get to the point where they're um choosing what they want in any given moment for any given situation as well um um, just went to um, Spirit Festival on the weekend, and um, and it was just so nice to see people wandering around with either no makeup or full um, bright fluoros, and and I think people are going to be going to roll into showing up like that um, anywhere, you know, not not just festival based, but but being able to express themselves however they want, wherever they want, no matter what, which would be great. Yeah. As I, long as it's bio-glitter <laughs> <laughs> and not toxic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what would you say has been your biggest challenge? And Because how long have you been going for? I mean, you had the online beauty store and then it obviously moved into you creating your own line. So how long would you yeah. say it's been? So, I'll, well, Aleph has been going, um, so we launched in September 2018. Mm-hmm. Um and then I had the online store for oh, probably since two thousand and nine, maybe. Um the biggest challenge. I think the biggest challenge has not been not been getting to here, but in but from here to where next, I think. Um, so for me, building a business from scratch and putting everything into it, yes, that's been hard. It's been amazing. Um, but it's, it's, 
I've, I've loved every minute of it. And then getting, getting to a point where we've got a really solid business and, and in the process of scaling up, that unknown is the hardest thing because now it's about building strategies that I have never built before. Um, whereas before, doing the things I'd never done before were more about doing the next step in front of me. And now scaling up large is figuring out what that step, 10 steps down the road is um, that has to be decided on now and then building that out. I think, I think that has, that, yeah, that's got to be the, the most overwhelming, um, the scariest, but I guess it's going to be the most exciting looking back when I look back. <laughs> Yeah, because would you say that you've been driven if it's like once been one step at a time and now kind of stepping into that big kind of like, oh, we're like, we're playing in the big girl rounds now. Like we're not like this is a proper thing and we need like structure. It, like it's its own entity essentially, you know? Yeah. It's no longer yeah. just like you pushing it along. It's its own entity. But would you say that like what's your what's your guiding force behind it all like are you someone that just follows intuitive hits are you someone who's like a bit of a balance between worship and that sort of thing I'm always kind of intrigued to see what people are what how their go-to is oh it's a really good question it's a huge question (laughs) Um, and I think there are many many different answers um I I think Building building a vision of what I want for the future is what guides me. And um, the I'm going to tell tell you too because um, it's you'll I know you'll understand. Um, I have often found myself in um, moments throughout this business journey of literally going, "Oh, please find me a da da da," and then finding that next minute I'm on the phone to someone who's lining things up Whoa! or, you know, looking for um, building out our team. Um, a couple of instances have got, have literally asked the universe, okay, I need the best possible person for this. And then I have literally been there answering a phone call. What? <laughs> you're, you're wanting a job? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um <laughs> So, so yeah, it is, it, it is a little um, bit of asking and trusting the universe or being amazed at what presents when, when you do ask. Um, but then um, this next phase of expanding, I mean, we, we've got a really, really robust team. We've got, there's 13 of us now. So we've got a good big team. We've just um, um, started selling into the U.S., and so that's a whole different thing when you're facing a population like that. Um, and so it is that that next quantum leap phase that is that is the um, the thing that's going to be interesting and scary going forward. Um, and um, I guess arming myself with the vision that I've got, the trust in it, uh, um, and then with those two. I have been opening myself up to the possibilities of the, the the people being put in front of me, and we've just um, onboarded a couple of really interesting um, and exciting people in advisory roles. Um, and I believe that is because of the 
the long-term vision that we've got and the just trusting that everything is going to um going to lead us down that path and then when, when I say trusting it's not a blind like ah it'll be fine you know it's all gonna happen because I have my vision I mean it is a lot more intense than than that if it was that easy then geez it'd be amazing but it is not it is a constant refocus and a constant um checking in and a constant um re reorganization of my own self and my own way that I see things um and um I was listening to one of your podcasts earlier about I think you're um putting yourself in um uh, almost uh, um, oh something to it was with the mosquitoes um when you when you <laughs> mentioned about mosquitoes and then all of a sudden you're slammed with them all and that that's it it's like okay universe is saying all right can you handle it um here's what's coming and then being conscious of my own um reactions to my own uh moods emotions um anxieties and how am I going to deal with those in order to push through and get to the next level? And you know, some of those some of those lessons are, are like you you need you need to learn this. You want to learn this? Learn this. Here you go, and it's huge. And um and all you can do is just keep going. And um and yeah, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> I don't remember the question. <laughs> beautifully, beautifully, because <laughs> it is like. I think it's one of the most up-leveling processes that you can go through as a human. I would say I'm not a parent yet, but I would say that being a parent would be one of the other ones, but having a <sighs> kind of similar in a way, I guess, you know, like you're it's raising, similar. like you're creating this entity essentially. But I do think that there is something magical that happens where like your business which yours clearly is like you know Aleph is oneness the kind of vibration of oneness like when it's good for people the planet for it for every the whole organism micro macro organism mm -hmm. like you are going to be massively supported in that you know mm, mm, mm. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I had heaps of goosebumps when you were talking. I was like so excited. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. It, it is pretty it is pretty exciting, isn't it, when you start to when you start to recognize um ways to navigate in this world. Um, because it's not all random and it's not all um mechanical. Um so yeah, it is really exciting when you start to, and then when you start to connect with people too, who also get what you're talking about is, is pretty amazing. And, um, and we're, we're very lucky on our team here at Aleph that we've, we've got a, a lot of people who are in sync with the vision and with what we're, what we're trying to do and um, with the bigger picture. So it does make things a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, what what does your day look like? How do you, apart from like the coffee to get you through your fasting window, what what kind of grounds you into your day? Because Nadia and I, we have like our own morning practice that gets us going, kind of locks us into like the direction of our day ahead. So, what is what does a day in your life look like? Oh, that's a great question, and this is great accountability. 
<laughs> Sorry for the stitch up. Yeah, once it's I, out what, there. <laughs> oh no! Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've got my checklist, and and I usually my husband and I um were very aligned, very on the same page, and and you know have have a very similar checklist as well, and so we know that when we go to each other and we say, oh, I've, you know, I I check three out of the five or five out of the whatever, you know, high fives. Um, <laughs> but um, so. I, I, I get up, I'm currently getting up at 5.30, but when the times change, it's going to be five. So I'm trying to work my way back to getting up at five so I can get everything done. But I do a I do a meditation. Um, I do, um, there's a little, there's a space in there for breath work, which is going to, which is my, when the times change, there's going to be that space for the breath work. I'm really keen to make that a daily practice. Um, and in front, I've got some red light therapy panels. So um, in between those, do my breath work. Um, and then um, I have a, a quick little exercise regime that is, um, it, it's like the, um, uh, the fastest version to get the most results in the shortest amount of time. So loving that, um, which I do do every day and trying to, trying to, trying to get back to five times a week. Um, and then, and then it's like, oh, kids, <laughs> kids out the door for school and then to work. So that's in a nutshell. And yeah, just how many of those did I do this morning? I did about three of them. Oh, and then, Cold shower too, cold shower finish. Mm. So all the things. Yeah, because it's cool to have these right. Cool to have these conversations and see like we're all out here doing the same like morning routine. And it's like (laughs) it's nice to know there's other people who are like waking up at these hours and are like, oh, gotta go do it now, you know. But it does set you up and it's so important to ground into your day to have clarity and not just like roll out of bed and be like, oh, what am I doing? Where am I? Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I totally, I I notice the days where I don't get the meditation and or it's, it's more like if there's a period of time that I have not been doing my morning meditations, that's when I start to notice the effects of that. So, and, and it's so easy to when things are going really well to go, I'll just skip it today. Oh, I'll just skip it today. I'll just skip it today. And then all of a sudden things aren't going as well. And it's like, oh, duh, that's right. It's because of the meditation that things are flowing. Um, yeah. So it's just bringing back to that reminder of that morning routine is super important. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because it ties back into like your makeup and how that it's like over time it's still having like beautifying effects on a deeper layer. And it's the same thing, I guess, with the meditation. Mm-hmm. It's like you can do it for the daily kind of kickstart, but it's also got the longevity to it, which is like where like the pure radiance comes from. So mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I am conscious of time now because we've got a couple of minutes left. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just blowing by. Um, wow, it has. It is. Um, mm-hmm. I so for anyone listening, because Lauren and I go on about having some kind of a daily practice. We <laughs> talk about the importance of it. If you needed another voice in this in this equation, you now have it. Voice <laughs> 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 that you needed to start start doing it now. Um, but is there anything else that you would like to share that feels top of heart that you want to kind of get on the airwaves? 
not off the top of my head, but uh, I think, yeah, it's been really, really amazing talking to you both and um, and connecting. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. It's been delightful. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And sharing your inspiring vision, which is always, you know, it's always juicy to kind of get a peek in with that with someone and kind of be like, oh yeah, this isn't this is a really exciting new phase that you're about to head on. Oh, well, it's it's really exciting to talk about and to share. And um I'll just um it, it's it I'm just gonna spell Aleph for anybody listening because it is a really hard thing to wrap your head around um if you're not looking at the word and it's A L E P H. And um and to find it, it we're at alephbeauty.com. So A L E P H B E A U T Y dot com. And um we have a lot of retailers around the country as well. Um, but we also have a fantastic customer service team who will help you figure out the shades that are best for you. Um, but we also do have an um an online shade matcher version too. So it makes it easy for people to pop on figure out what is going to work for them and um and get trying it because they do oh, kind I of I do, do want to say too we so just sorry playing into the planet thing we um our packaging is highly sustainable i i talked about plastic and we don't we don't use plastic packaging um where wherever we can avoid it there are a couple of components that we're still working on replacing out um but by by and large it's glass with aluminum and um, those materials are highly recyclable but given the nature of the the size of the products they're tiny um, it does make it a little less easy to guarantee that it's going to be picked up in curbside recycling so we wanted to help people with that and well we actually just wanted to make sure that that none of our products go into the landfill and so we collect back all of our packaging and we separate it all and make it make sure it goes into its correct recycling streams and wherever we can we re recycle by reusing our glass jars and then when they're out of use um, then we put them um, through to a company who crushes them down and turns them into um, sand for different industries and so then our glass jars will live on as pool filters or um, go onto racetracks and um, it's pretty cool that it that it can keep going so it's not going into the landfill so if any of you do have any empty Aleph containers um, send them back to us or take them into your nearest retailer and then they will make their way back to us and we can recycle them for you amazing that's literally squeaky clean <laughs> thank you so much for providing this just perfect little creative piece i honestly i love it so thank you for all of your hard work and passion to pull this together because well yes. it is purely yeah. selfish from it's purely <laughs> selfish for me because i am really really fussy and really really picky about what i use and so, so. <laughs> so i, I just wanted something that that was going to take all of my boxes yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, because more than just this conversation, like Lauren was saying, it's it's a biggie that has been a struggle for a long time before coming across mm -hmm. your brand. So thank you so much and also for your time today. It's been very inspiring. Thanks for, um, thanks for giving it a go and thanks for having me um, to chat. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. <laughs>